0: All right. So today, I wanted to talk a little bit about Gibson and the bankruptcy. I saw it on LinkedIn yesterday, and yeah, it really just kind of shocked me, you know, to see that. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not following, you know, the, the, the trends of businesses every day, but to see Gibson going bankrupt to me was, it, it was a little bit of a sting because I grew up, you know, playing music in my teens and 20s, Um I grew up playing an SG and a Les Paul, so you know I've had Gibson products, and uh, you know it just it's it's a it's one of those things like Toys R Us where I think brands are really underestimating, you know, the power of the consumer, and and also the power that people in their teens and twenties have, you know, in regards to retail and culture. Um. You know, you see a lot of Gibson ads, you know... I mean, I saw a Gibson ad recently with Slash in it. Like, nobody... Like, Slash is completely irrelevant to people in their teens and 20s. Like, nobody's going um, to a Guns N' Roses concert, you know, in their teens and 20s these days. Like, if you listen to what these kids are listening to and you see where the culture is going, whether or not you agree with it or you think it's music or you think it's good has nothing to do with the fact that it's still being consumed. Right. So get us get uh, remove the remove that aspect of you that has an opinion and and just realize that this is what's being consumed. Right. Now, Gibson uh, could have very, very easily made a strategic move and partnered or sponsored or supported EDM artists, um, you know, with their with their marketing. Um, There's tons of influencers on Instagram that they could have started to utilize. Uh, you know, to get their brand out there to the younger generation. Uh, There's a platform out there called Musical.ly. You know, they could, you know, Gibson could have been doing something on Musical.ly. You know, I don't know what their content marketing is like. You know, I haven't looked at their YouTube channel, but, you know, they could have have become a content creator. You know, they could have become uh, a brand that's, again, you know, making documentaries, making media, making content on these up-and-coming artists that the kids in their teens and 20s are listening to, and then develop product around those artists. For instance, you know, Gibson is, is pretty notorious for making guitars, right? The Les Paul, the SG, um, they'd make, they make the, uh, the Hummingbird, I think, is an acoustic guitar that they make. But I think it's important to realize that, you know, for the longevity of the brand, there's absolutely no reason that Gibson could not have, like, taken their brand and launched a recording software. Or a sampling software, or plugins for guitar sounds, which maybe they probably did, but I doubt that. I don't think they have a recording software. I mean, there's a big brand, Gibson. You know, if if strategically uh, done correctly, you know, Gibson could have created um, created some type of software to cater to the music that's being created today, uh, which they didn't do. You know, uh, I don't know what their marketing was like. I have no idea, but I I can guarantee you, it's because There wasn't a shift in What they were doing right to match what's happening in culture Um, I mean they could have you know produced more live stream opportunities, right like Gibson could have been even Coachella Coachella is so big right now that Gibson should have been all over Coachella You know, so there's just a lot of things they could have done, you know, and again, I know Maybe people came up with these ideas. Maybe people didn't. I have no idea. I'm just looking at it from my opinion as to, like, if they came to me and said, what what could we do, you know, Michael, to, uh, to, to you know, adapt to the technology? These are some things I would have said, you know. Um, you don't have to spend tons of money, you know, on digital marketing in order to make an effect. I mean, Gibson's the type of company who's advertising in like Rolling Stone probably, or has gigantic billboards on the side of like highways, um, and is probably spending tons and tons of money on print and and traditional advertising. If they put more into the digital aspect, I guarantee you um, there could have been some changes there. So again, it, it makes me, you know, upset to see like what happened with Gibson. You know, but where was – I want to know wh- what kind of shifts they made to match what's happening in, in culture today, you know. And, and again, I, I'm i only talking about this because I, I see more and more iconic brands uh, dying, you know, because of this. You know, I mean, it started – it started – the writing was on the wall when this happened to Tower Records, right, when Blockbuster died. You know, when you saw a new, the new culture crush these older companies, the writing was on the wall. So – I just wanted to talk about that and the writing is on the wall for everybody, you know, if you don't understand that this is a new era of how people consume and that advertising needs to change, content consumption is changing, um, brand is changing, who you are as a company could change and if you're not willing to make those changes, it's going to be a struggle.